Yo, 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 yo. Going on, everybody. I hope y'all holding it down. Everybody stay sane during this whole fuck. Um, so today ain't going to be no kind of scunt talk. Today going to be real talk. Like, I was supposed to make this um podcast a while back, but, you know, I was just in my zone, you check. But something that had to be done. So the topic for today that we're going to touch on is racism. The racism we face today. And it's sad that, you know, George Floyd had to lose his life for this whole um, revolution to happen. But it was long overdue. People were tired. You understand? The police brutality in America is ridiculous. It's nothing I've ever seen. And, you know, I witnessed it firsthand. And it's crazy. Like, how? You know what I'm saying? But I'ma just start it off with a little backdrop on how I was raised, like being a dark skinned um Indian person growing up, like my family is very mixed. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we always have this system in the Caribbean, the color the class system, colorism. Like there's always a prejudice against the nationality, where you from, you know, who you fall like. That was a system that's a European system that's been embedded in us and it's a system that we live by even a day like today. You know what I'm saying? And like me being dark skinned, like I just knew like light skinned people was always preferred, you know, as good as I was in my academics. I knew to myself I wouldn't apply at certain banks just because they didn't hire people of my color. How is that even making sense? But as a child, I didn't even like Think of it. Think of it that way. Like, it came to a point where I used to ask my father, like, "Yo, Dad, if I drink milk, am I gonna get light? You know, like, if I bathe or take a shower and bleach, like, is that gonna help? Because I always, you know, felt like if I was lighter, people would want me around more. People would like, as a child, a young child, you could imagine you asking your parent that, you know, and he was always somebody that. He always encouraged me to love my color, love my skin, and always tell me, he always used to tell me this thing, you know, he'd be like, picture them or imagine them, your complexion. They not cute. The fuck? <laughs> so I always like, he started building that confidence, you know, within me. And that helped a lot. Like, I'm at a point in my life where you can't tell me nothing. Like, I don't feel better than me because you lighter. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like it was just something that he helped me to grow to love, and I'm very grateful for that. And he always had this phrase, you know, and I'm sure it's a little embarrassing, but I'm sure he always used to say say that you're strong like a lion, but you're black like a tar. I don't know if you guys know what tar is, but tar tar is the thing that he used to they use on the roads and stuff like that. That black thick substance that's very hot. That's what tar is. So what he's trying to say is that there's power in your blackness. You know what I'm saying? And don't ever forget that. Don't ever, ever let anybody make you feel less of yourself because of your complexion. And that built me to who I am today. And, you know, I've never thought of it that I would have to even share this story with the world just because for me personally, I wasn't raised in an environment that was racist. I knew it existed. I knew in Guyana that 
that the Indians were more favored. You had a last, a certain last name, like, you know what I mean? In the islands, you, you know, it's who you fought. It's, it's a system. It's been a system. Yeah, so all of that has been a system, you know what I mean? And, you know, to be honest, the Caribbean sees what goes on in America. The rest of the world sees what goes on. But it's like, you guys control everything. You control your media. You control the information you put out there. You control what the rest of the world knows. So with technology and all these social media platforms, you know, the rest of the world really saw shit for what it was. And the rest of the world protested. Justice for George Floyd. You understand? They know the man from nowhere. Thousands of people out all around the fucking world. That's a revolution right there. You understand? You know how powerful that is? You know how powerful that people can come together? <laughs> Yo, that shit touched my fucking heart. You know what I'm saying? And it needed to happen. It was a long time. You know, this revolution needed to happen, you know? And I'm blessed that I was alive to witness it. Because this is history, you know? And, you know, this podcast has been long overdue. You know, I apologize. But I'm so vocal and I'm so fucking blatant with the words that I use. I just felt like I needed to just at least structure what I'm going to say. Just because it's such a touchy fucking issue. Like, oh, scun, buddy. You're just fucking mashing everybody's foot. You're right, you're wrong, everything you say, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, I just had to fucking record, brother, because really and truly, if y'all gonna come for me, because I say anything out of the way, come for me, correct me, you know what I mean? Yeah, but no funny shit, though, you know what I mean? If I'm out of place in anything that I've said, I would really appreciate a feedback, you know what I mean? Just because... I could be wrong in certain things that I say or I probably have don't have the knowledge that I should have and you probably came across something that can enlighten me. By all means, please enlighten fucking me because that's what we're here for. You understand? And I did a little um what you call it? I did a little research, you know, I sent um some questions to my boys them, you know, young black men living in America and one of those questions were as a young black man in America, how do you feel? You know, and his words were, as a young black man, I feel trapped in a jungle. Us versus the government, the laws, the punishments, the constitutional system, and every corner was built to keep the black man down. You know what I'm saying? And one of the other questions I asked was, how do you feel about all lives matter versus black lives matter? You know, and one of the persons said, our lives do matter, you know, but it's not the current situation. You understand? Can we acknowledge that only and mainly black lives are threatened and targeted? All lives should matter, including blacks. You know what I'm saying? If all lives mattered the same, black lives matter wouldn't have been a thing. You understand? Two houses, like for example, somebody sent me a meme, you know, Two houses next to each other. One is on fire and the other one isn't. Should you leave the one that is not on fire and attend to the one that is? 
it's not making sense because that one is not the one is is being threatened. That's not the one that's in pain. That's not the one that's suffering. It's not it's not the one in focus right now. You understand? And I wasn't sure like how to even like you know put this out there, but I came across I came across a documentary. Um it's called A Time for Burning. So yeah, I think that documentary you know that that clip there was a clip that really reflected how black people felt and you know it was a black guy speaking to a white man and i quote he said the problem exists because the white man thinks they're better than us they want to oppress us and they want us to allow ourselves to be oppressed you have to understand you guys pull the strings that keeps the school closed. You guys drop the bombs that keeps our kids in the ghetto. You guys write up the restricted covenant that keeps us outside of housing. So it's up to you to make that change. You need to talk to your brother and sisters and persuade them that they have a responsibility. We have assumed ours for over 400 years and we're, we're kind of tired of those kind of stuff. You understand? Make a blood clot move now. <laughs> Continue. Um, he said, we're not going to suffer patiently no more. No more turning the other cheek. No more blessing our enemies. We're going to show you that we've learned the lessons you taught us. We've studied your history. And you did not take over this country by saying we shall overcome. You did not gain control of the world like you have it now by dealing fairly with the man, by keeping your word. Your treaty breakers, your liars, your thieves, you've raped entire continents of races of people. Then you wonder why your religion means nothing. As far as we're concerned, your Jesus is contaminated, just like everything else you forced upon us. I wish you would follow your Jesus like we follow him, because if you did, we would be in charge tomorrow you know he continued to say is that the problem is so bad that we could have no understanding at all you know it's like somebody telling me hey you can walk into that fire just have faith you're gonna come out without any um burn or scorches are you gonna even make it out alive that's making any sense it's not all right think about it you continue to say that you always talk about justice I mean one thing to you, but a totally different thing to us. If you cannot understand that, I get it, you know, your your ancestors were the ones, it's not you today. But if you can understand that you have the power to make that change, that you can do that, if you understand that, then yes, you know, we can make a new world order, make a difference. But if you can understand that you're privileged, and you were the system was in place to keep you at a certain standard in, in life. If you don't understand that, bro, it's it's sad, my nigga. It's sad. And you know, y'all need some enlightenment. I guess I hope this movement was a change for people, and you know, it really did help, and it opened a lot of people's eyes. But same way, and I always say this. Share love, not hate.
You understand? As Bob Marley say, one love. I stay blessed.